everyone, this is Aurora with Supercharged Science and I just wanted to say welcome. Um, apparently the microphones that I got don't work. <laughs> they sounded terrible. Did you hear that last broadcast? Um, anyway, so I am, I know I'm a couple minutes early, but I wanted to say hello and welcome. I'm going to be doing a class. We're going to talk about catapults. We're going to talk about physics. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. I'm going to show you how to make a crossbow using um, just regular stuff you've got at home. And I've got some clothespins and we're going to make some catapults. And I'm going to show you some projectile motion and how to totally make your kid's mouth do this during dinner. <laughs> So it's really easy, really simple stuff. For those of you who like what you see and you want more, today we're just going to talk about physics. If you want more, you want to go to www.superchargedscience.com easy, as in E-A-S-Y, as in don't give me anything else to do. My life is already full. Give me easy. So superchargedscience.com easy. Um, I'm actually going to show you how to totally do real science while making it totally fun and interesting and exciting. And it doesn't, it's not a lot of work. And, uh, you know, the materials are easy. I've got some rubber bands. I used to collect rubber bands as a kid. Did anybody else do that? Um, I used to have this rubber band collection and I used to wear them. <laughs> and um, so I love rubber bands. So yes, we're going to get some of those. Um, also tongue depressors. So if you have popsicle sticks and you quickly eat the popsicle because you're going to need those. If you have the thicker craft stick kind, they tend to work a little better. Um, next time you go to the doctor's office, just ask him for a handful in the name of science and he'll probably totally give it to you. You'll need a ping pong ball or if you don't have one, get a piece of aluminum foil and just crumple it up into a ball shape. That'll work too. And a sheet of paper. And if you want to make some of the goofy demos I'm going to show you, I ripped apart an old pen and I'm going to show you how you can talk about G-force with this thing. And, um, and I've got a golf ball here that I'm going to show you some real quick. But um, for those of you who are just joining me, my name's Aurora. Yay! Oh, hi! <laughs> Apparently, for those of you who were on yesterday, I did the physics of sound. I actually have the... Um, uh, the harmonica here, oops, and I ripped this apart for something else today. <laughs> this was my slingshot harmonica. And uh, we made these yesterday, but apparently it was the only one in class because I don't know how to operate Facebook Live, but I can fix your rocket engine. <laughs> so apparently I was broadcasting from my personal account, which nobody knows about. So I apologize. I'm going to download that video and reload up it, reload it up here. <laughs> so you'll have that from yesterday. Um, but it was like 15, 20 minutes. It was literally short for me. Um, okay, so I just wanted to say hello and welcome. If you want to say hi to me, I love that too. Um, before we get started, I just um, I showed you a couple of materials. I'm going to show you how to make a crossbow. I'm going to show you how to make um, catapults. I'm going to show you how to make all kinds of stuff. When I taught at mechanical engineering at the university, um, this is the stuff I would bring into class. You know, we'd, we'd be studying projectile motion equations and we'd be doing differential equations and acceleration and velocity and you know all that textbooky stuff. Um, but then the kids couldn't really understand what they were doing it for, or even like, why bother, you know? So, <laughs> hi, hi Shelly. So, um, so I actually would go out, I actually, I'd spend about four hours for every one hour of lab prep, or every, uh, every lecture hour that I had. And um, I would just pack it full of just hands-on experiments, hands-on things. So after the kids um, could tell me what the G-force was for the roller coaster at different points, they would actually go out there and build a roller coaster. Or one of my personal favorites, they would actually make a bridge, and then the whole class would stand on it. And it was like a suspension bridge, and they could build it in about 20 minutes, giving the planks and stuff that I bought from the hardware store. And um, I remember one time I actually uh, I had um, three sections of about 30 to 40 kids each. And uh, at the end of the, um, of the lab, I still have it here somewhere, it's called a statics tournament. 
and the kids could show me in a lab practical where I would set up all these stations. There were like 30 different stations and it was open book, open notes, open friends. So it was super hard <laughs> because there's too much information. And um, I had all these things set up. In fact, one of them was like a high heel shoe from a woman because uh, 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 I don't wear high heels, <laughs> but, but uh, she did. And it were like these spike, these six inch spike high heels. And they had to tell me what the impact force was on that spike. You know, if the woman was like 150 pounds. And um, it was amazing. And then I got these like little eyelash curlers and I put those over here and they had to tell me what the, the force was that you'd actually experience if you were the eyelash and you could feel that. And I remember this huge 300 football, 300 pound football guy was in my class. He, he looked like a football player, but he was an engineering student. And he's like, he's trying to, um, he's got these little, um, the little eyelash curlers and he's got these big hands. And he's looking at this and he's looking at his calculations. He's looking at this and he jumps out of his chair. And he's like, my girlfriend's never getting getting these near her face again. It was like the force was like 1,200 pounds or something. But he had never actually applied what he had learned in the textbook to like real life. You know, I mean, I brought things like vice grips and well, it's a pair of scissors, but scissors and all kinds of levers and stuff. And the kids had to tell me what in real life was the real force and um, involved or what the acceleration was or how fast things go. And, and it really just blew their minds. I mean, it put real numbers to what they were doing because they were the ones who came up with the answers. And that's what I'm going to do for you today. So today's demos are actually from those university engineering um, classes, but you don't need to know all the crazy calculus math. Actually, calculus was the starting point. Did you know there's more math beyond calculus? Ah! <laughs> and actually, it gets really fun um, because you actually start using it for like useful stuff. And so um, anyway, so we get to, uh, <laughs> so hi, hello, um, who is that? Uh, Jolene, hi, and hi, Jesse. So, um, Anyway, so the labs, uh, the, the demos I'm going to show you, you can just make out of household stuff and real simple questions, and they're designed to get your kids like to go, wow, this is so cool, I don't get it. Um, I want to learn more, and that way their learning is pulled from the inside, and you don't have to, it's like pushing a freight train uphill, right? If you, if you are trying to teach kids something they really don't want to learn, they're not going to learn it anyway. Um, and actually, one of my music teachers, I'm actually a musician too, for those of you who didn't know that, um, said the faster you learn a piece of music, the faster you are to forget it. And so we want to make this process as slow and as easy as possible, but also make sure that you, you, um, you're hitting every milestone as you go across. Does that make sense? Okay, so um, for those of you who would like more of this and you want to keep going, um, again, we actually have a really huge discount right now. I think it's like 80% off or something crazy like that. Of um, my, I have an online school in science, and so if you want me to teach your kids science all year long, you just go to superchargedscience.com easy, and you can check out, and all the details are on that page. Um, but yeah, I'd love to be able to... Um, keep this going with you guys long term because that's that's ultimately my goal. That's how I, how I got started because my university students, half of them are bored and I'm like, how are you bored? We're like, we're building rockets and we're doing this and we're doing that and we're <laughs> so bored. I'm like, why how could you possibly be bored? And so I started teaching in younger and younger and younger grades and that's when I realized, oh my gosh, they need help too. So that's how I got my start. Okay, long story short, but let me show you uh, really easy, really quick. So tonight at the dinner table and everybody's just sitting around, relaxing. Oh, and by the way, if you know anybody who would love to be a part of this class, send them the link right now while I set this up here. Okay, so while you're sitting around at the dinner table and, you know, the kids are doing the dishes, hint, hint, shouldn't be you, Mom. Um, and so you're going to grab two sheets of paper and you're going to say, hey, kids, I got this... I, I, this crazy redhead showed me this thing today, and I just wanted to run it past you and see what you think. Okay, so, oh, hi, Lincoln. <laughs> 
So I've got two sheets of paper. And the kids are like, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, watch this. Okay. My two sheets of paper. Crumple one of them up. And then ask the question, which one weighs more? <laughs> so what do you think? Which one weighs more? All I did was crumple it up. Nine out of ten kids are going to tell you this one weighs more. <laughs> okay. So I don't know why. It's just... I, I really don't know why. I've done this a lot. Um, the other famous one is when anytime I ask who invents the electric light bulb, I get George Washington. Not sure what, how those wires got crossed. Anyway, so um, that's question number one. And you're like, okay, and then make sure they understand these weigh the same. They're exactly the same weight. Hi, Jennifer. Um, okay. So you understand all I did was take a sheet of paper, crumple it up. I didn't add any extra atoms, no extra mass. Same weight. You guys with me so far? Yes? Say yes. Okay. So now what we're going to do is we're going to drop them at the same time. They weigh the same, exactly the same. Are they the same size? No, they're not, right? They're totally not. So which one, you tell me, you don't even have to have me do this. Which one's going to hit the ground first? Point. Yeah, this guy, right? Why? Because of something called, what is it called? Anyone? Oh, come on. I can hear you. Shout it louder. <laughs> Okay, so as these fall through the air, this one has a lot more air to push out of the way, so it's going to do this zigzaggy number to get down to the bottom, right? Because we live in the sea of air, thank goodness, otherwise we couldn't breathe. Okay, so here's the reason for doing that, because that answers the question, do objects need to be the same size in, in order to hit the ground at the same time? Okay, so here... They're not the same size, okay? So the other question is, are objects this, of the same size but different weights? Do they hit the ground at the same time? Okay, so here's a wiffle ball and here's a golf ball. If I drop them, which one's gonna hit the ground first? Well, this one you might actually wanna try if this one's not obvious to you. But same size, totally different weights, right? This one weighs like 10 times as much as this one, okay? So same same size but different weights so when you drop them what's going to happen and actually i'm not going to tell you right now go do it because that's what science is right okay so the first one we did was same weight different size this one same size different weights and the question is which scenario is the thing going to hit the ground for, or hit the ground at the same time okay so that starts to a conversation about you know well how come things fall at all it's because of a force called or it's called the pull towards the center of the earth called gravity, right? Okay, so that's about as technical as we're gonna get right now. Those are just kind of some brain puzzlers you can give your kids to start the conversation like, well, I don't know, does gravity pull on all things equally? It does, by the way. Um, or does it accelerate? Like if you drop a bowling ball and a ping pong ball, are they gonna hit the ground at the same time? If the bowling ball is the same size, you have a giant ping pong ball and you drop them, are they both gonna hit the ground at the same time? I don't know. You know, if you drop like a Buick and you drop like a feather, they're not going to hit the ground at the same time. And the question is why? And can you separate those two things out, um, the size and the weight? And those two quick little experiments can do that for you. Okay, so how do you, well, if we're going to study projectile motion, projectile is anything that gets fired off and, and thrown into the air, right? So we, us, we actually have to start by throwing things, which is fantastic. I love this part. So um, very quickly, you can build a catapult in like three minutes. You're just going to grab a handful, like seven to ten of these popsicle sticks, and then you're going to get a rubber band and secure them together. You see how I can do that? I can make it so they stay in a stack. Super simple, super easy, and I will have this video available for you afterwards. It'll be in the video archive, okay? So this goes by a little too fast, okay? 
All right, so I have a stack of popsicle sticks, and then I've got another two popsicle sticks, and all I do is I'm gonna loosely, not very tightly, you see how I can still separate these guys? Just like that. So the story is, is that the alligator comes along and he's gonna eat his dinner, but he gets stuck. You see how it gets stuck like that? And then another rubber band's gonna come along and you're going to attach one to the other. You're just gonna rubber band them together. Do you see how there's no rubber band on this side? I just wrapped it and then crossed it and wrapped it and crossed it. And so I just, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just put it in there somehow and, and somehow attach it. Here, you want me to do that again? I know sometimes people are like, wait, that one went by too fast. <laughs> so here, okay, so we have our stack of popsicle sticks. Oh, I have all kinds of demos here that I'm about to leap into the air. So I have a stack of popsicle sticks that are just two. And then all I'm gonna do is I'm gonna wrap this three or four times so it's loosely connected. Open the alligator's mouth, stick in that first stack we did, hold everything, grab another rubber band, and then cross, and then cross, and cross. See that? Cross, cross, sorry, I know it's kind of awkward doing this at the same time. Er, there, something like that, okay? So you're almost done. Now, the last thing is, that, well, the ball kind of falls off the edge, right? It's really hard So to keep it on there. So you grab a spoon and you're gonna hot glue it here. And so all you need is a little dab of hot glue from a cold glue gun. Okay, boy, that's fun. All right, so <laughs> you can imagine I've got hot glue. I'm gonna use tape. Tape is not a good option because it doesn't hold very well. But imagine I'm hot gluing. <laughs> Nothing like real stage life. Okay, okay. And so imagine that's hot glued. There we go, just like that. And now all you need to do is load it with your wadded up foil ball. Hang on, and you can go ahead and whoop. Um, you can let go. <laughs> so that's a really cool, really fast slingshot. No, I'm sorry, this is not the slingshot, uh, catapult. Now you can also do something different here. Let me show you where the spoon goes on this one. Um, here is a clothespin. You see the clothespin in here? So I have this piece here so kids can hang on to it. And then you're going to simply add popsicle sticks to either side, just like this. Okay, you've got popsicle sticks to the end, just like this and like that. You're kind of making the clothespin bigger. And then you've got the spoon here and you can do this as well. Okay, so this is another way to do it. This one I think is a lot better because you can change the size of the, you can change the size of the stack of popsicle sticks. So the question you can ask is once the kids have built this and they're like, oh, that was pretty cool. And you're like, how can you make it go even further, like twice as much? Or can you, you know, get your ball stuck on the roof? You know, how would you do that? And so now we're starting to bring in the creativity and imagination. You, know, you just don't want to do an experiment and then stop. I mean, what good scientist who's interested in something is going to do that? So, um, so you're going to start to see things. If you just lay out more materials and don't say a word and say, hey, you know, I've got an extra, um, you know, like free candy bar for anybody who hits the roof. And suddenly everybody's really interested and excited or whatever motivates your kids. Um, you know, free book or something, <laughs> okay? And so um, you're gonna see st stuff like this start to happen. Kids are gonna notice they need a longer lever arm, okay? And you're gonna see more and more um, sticks going in the, uh, the fulcrum here. 
in the stack that we did. You're going to see maybe six or eight spoons being attached here. There's lots you can do. So um, this is just the starting point. And so this is something that I want to make sure that's really helpful to remember. Any book on science, any book on it where that's loaded with science experiments, they're just step one. How to really get the most out of these particular experiments is you're going to start it and then you're going to start asking questions. You're going to do the experiment and say, oh wow, what would happen if I changed this? What if I heated the water before I did the experiment? Or what if I did this whole experiment in the dark? One of my favorite experiments, back when my husband and I were dating, <laughs> he walked in into, I don't think I've ever told anybody this, he walked in and he saw a ceiling, like, a fan, you know those box fans you can get for like 10 bucks in the summer when it's like super hot? So I had attached that with rope to the ceiling because I didn't have a ceiling fan. So I attached it to the ceiling and there was like nails and stuff. I mean, I was renting, I shouldn't have done this. Um, and so it was up there and then on the bottom was a bucket of dry ice. I had 20 pounds of dry ice and I had just poured warm water and it was overflowing everywhere and I was putting these screens and things. And, uh, and I was trying to make this tornado that like spiraled up and went up to the ceiling fan. <laughs> He, he walked in and he goes, oh, it's love at first sight. <laughs> so he's not here right now, but otherwise he would be totally telling you that. And then I had this great, oh, wait, there he is. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know you were home. <laughs> oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I was telling him about the ceiling fan. Oh, I heard that. Oh, no. <laughs> Does it, did that really happen? It did really happen. Totally. <laughs> a fan on the, the ceiling and... Um, <laughs> Bucket of dry ice, and she, and she had a black light there. I think. And put oh, I didn't tell him that part. Because soap suds like glow and fluoresce in a black light, and and she wanted to create like one of the, these like whirling tornado things. Yeah, and it was like uh, I wanted to make it glow in the dark, right? So what happens if you put soap into dry ice? <laughs> I had not think of, thought about that, right? Well, you ever put dry ice in water? What happens? <laughs> Bubbles. Like bubbles, right? right. <laughs> so what if you put a whole box of soap, not just a little, like a normal person would have done, but I dumped the whole box in there. <laughs> I've never seen soap bubbles come out at that rate before. I picked up the whole thing, went outside to the shed and shut the door. It took two days for the thing to calm down. So, so you noticed what she did there. So, <laughs> so what do you do? What, what? <laughs> She's <laughs> doing this experiment and bubbles are everywhere, right? Um, so what does she do? She just shuts the door and, and goes somewhere. I'm on to the next thing. <laughs> That's what I love about you. Oh goodness. So, uh, so we were talking about how, um, uh, let's say these are the same, the same size. Uh, that I, well here, I'll just get two that are the same size. Because <laughs> those are totally not the same size. Um, two things that, uh, that kids really don't understand, um, and part of it's due to uh, cartoons that they watch and animations. Um, I thought you were going to say parents. Oh, no, it's not due to parents. If parents no, are no, helping kids, out. Kids don't understand parents. No, oh, yeah, well, that's, that's a whole other topic. So <laughs> one of the things that, um, that kids don't understand is, um, for example, if I show this to kids in, in the classroom, I'll say, okay, which one weighs more? And they're like, well, they're two sheets of paper. They weigh the same. I'll say, great. And I'll crumple one up, and I'll say, which one weighs more? And the kids all point to this one. And so it's just an awareness, like some of these things that get ingrained, you don't find them until much later down the road. And so some of these things, uh, for example, if you ask your kids tonight, which one will fall, which one will hit the ground first, a golf ball or a ping pong ball? And you, you can give them both, but have them guess first. And then when it happens, do the experiment with them, do it like three or four times so they really get a feel. And you've got to make sure they drop exactly at the right time, exactly at the same time. And, um, 
and you can talk about it. It's like, well, what do you think that is? So one last quick thing I wanted to show you. This is a pen with some fishing line in it, and it's on one end is attached a wiffle ball, and on, I know, I shouldn't have put the lake there, and the other end is attached one, two, three, four, five wiffle balls. And so it's, it's kind of like a pulley. So you can see like, you know, five weighs more than one. So um, I was telling them back in engineering days how the kids were really book smart, but they weren't very, um, uh, they couldn't uh, explain stuff in the real world. Mm -hmm. And so the question is, now if this thing doesn't spin, you see how the, uh, the, the five wiffle balls are at the bottom. But if I start to spin this, I can actually... Can actually raise this up so this one ball is now pulling with a force that's greater than five balls uh, five wiffle balls and you may be wondering well what's going on here anytime you take a turn in your car and say suppose you don't have a seatbelt on which you're not supposed to do but if you're in the, the kids if you're in the back seat and it's on a slippery slippery kind of uh, back seat and your parents are taking a turn a little you too have fast a toy. You not have a you toy. you're buckled in oh so you're you buckled in okay fine and uh, so the parent takes the turn too fast, right? The kid or the toy is going to go flying in the other direction. And the question is, why? Like, who pushed you? Anytime objects go in a circle, um, it's, uh, you, there is a pulling force that happens towards the center of the circle. And you can see it here. So this, um, this one wiffle ball is going in a circle. And you can see that it's pulling on this part here. And it's pulling these five up. So this, if you want to learn more about this, you can look up centripetal and centrifugal forces. And this is something that we usually, we will drive uh, graduate students mad, <laughs> crazy, because it's, it's not an easy concept. Um, it's similar to the concept of, see, the force doesn't exist if the ball is not moving. And so objects that uh, move in a circle or have circular motion um, will have this reactive force, this induced force that shows up in this force. But as soon as it stops moving, you can see that it no longer exists. So that's a simple, quick, and easy thing to do. What e-science unit is that in? That is, oh, if you want to, um, if you're part of e-science, if you're part of my online school, you can um, go ahead and check that out. That's going to be um, in Unit 4 and Unit 5 on energy. And so when we talk about kinetic energy and potential energy, and we talk about velocity and acceleration, also in Unit 2, um, that's covered as well. And so that with lots and lots of cool things, like you can make one, um, you can make your own uh, accelerometers and for, like you can tell how much, um, how many G's your parents are, are pulling in a turn. You can have this little homemade instrument with you in your hand and you can see. You can take it and spin in a circle and see how many G's you can pull. Um, but there's lots of easy, fun and easy experiments that you can do that is really based on hands-on science. So um, now I, I know we need to wrap it up, but I just wanted to make sure that you know you don't have to be an expert in science. That's not your job. Your job is to help kids hone their observational skills. And by doing those experiments that I mentioned in the beginning with the balls, the, uh, the golf balls, the wiffle balls, the crumpled up paper foil, um, the projectile motion launchers, uh, that's how you're going to be able to hone their observational skills because all you have to do is help them get, um, get curious about stuff, get excited, and help them ask questions and so they can design their own experiments to get back answers. And that's, that's all your job is. You don't need to know how to make a crossbow out of popsicle sticks. That's my job. Oh, I didn't show you this today. Um, and so that's actually my job because... Here we go. That's going to hit something serious, isn't it? Okay, so all you do is you stretch the rubber band back. Aim, yeah, let's aim it at the light. Let's see what happens. And then all you're going to do is um, push this in. The thing takes off. Actually, the rubber band needs to be replaced. And these things here are tacks. 
and you've got a rubber band and you've got a clothespin and it's stacked up a little bit because when the, let's see if I have a rubber band, here I'll just rip it off here, um, because when the rubber band is inside here, if it's just at regular level, it tends to pull out. So we angle the clothespin up just a little bit so it catches just right here along the edge of the, um, uh, the edge of the wood right in there. So anyway, so you can easily make one of these guys at home, super easy, and it only uses like 10 different um, tongue depressors that we talked about before that you're gonna go ask your doctor for. <laughs> so, okay, um, so again, you don't have to be an expert, that's, um, that's not your job. Your job is just to provide your kids with as many opportunities as you can, like this for today. Um, if you'd like to join me, you can go to superchargedscience.com slash easy, as in it's easy for my kids to have an outstanding science education. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next time. And next time, actually, I'm going to be in Houston, Texas, and I'm going to be broadcasting from the um, first Lego League. At, first Lego League. <laughs> I've got my wires crossed. I'm going to be um, I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live from first in Houston, Texas. It's the World Champions for FRC Robotics, and these robots are about 150 pounds. They're between you know four and nine feet tall. They compete on teams, and they are uh, just amazing. There's over a hundred thousand people participating in this event, and so it's really exciting. I think there's 2,800 teams, or maybe it's over 3,000 now. I have to check. I will post a video on Facebook so you can see um, what the game is going to be this year, and if you're not familiar with it, as well as what FRC is. But if your kids are interested and excited about robots, this is a great place to get them started. And so um, that's where I'll be next week, and I'll be. Um, broadcasting from there. If, what if people want to do robotics at home? If you, you want to do, do robotics at home, you sign up for uh, on superchargedscience.com slash easy and I then... Actually, 75% uh, sale on a whole bundle today. My, my shameless pitch here, okay? <laughs> Why don't you talk? To, what was that? that wasn't real smooth. I kind of put that in. Huh? <laughs> 75% off if you go to the um, Supercharged Science slash Easy. We have a whole like um, bundle of science curriculum. It's really, really awesome. But 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 I'll let, I'll let you uh, fill in the rest. No, I, I totally revealed my um, real slick. Yes. Um, sales pitch there. Yes, very yeah. much. <laughs> so you get a rural lot. Well, you're in there too. I think you, you teach them how to um, solder together police sirens. and uh, The other 2,000 videos are of Aurora. Right, so 2,000 videos <laughs> are from me, and I think he's got like five. <laughs> so, But he's amazing. The five he does over the ten, oh, there's probably more than five. There's probably like ten that he does are amazing. He does the trebuchet and everything like that. But um, So yeah, so if your kids love robotics and want to get started like now and don't want to get bogged down with the intricacies of learning how to program in a certain language, and they just want to like build stuff that works, um, this is the program for them. And we spend a lot of time doing um, just showing you how to build the frames, how to build the chassis, how to build the remote controls. And again, it's all out of stuff like this. You're going to see popsicle stick um, uh, robots that can actually hit a wall, sense it, turn around, come back, and it, you know, uses like pennies and milk jug, lid, milk jug lids because, you know, making cool projects, you gotta use the stuff that's already around you, and that's what we're doing. And so the, I don't have the remote control here, I usually do. It's, um, it's a soapbox with brass fasteners and um, paper clips, and it's exactly how a real switch works. Because when you hand a kid a switch, it's really cool, but they have no idea what's going on inside. And so this is the first step, and then once they've mastered that, then you can start giving them electrical components, which we do later down the road, and uh, also in the eScience program. 
But in the beginning, we just want to give them real raw stuff so they can trace the wires, they can see, and they're like, oh yeah, and then this is how you make the motor go forward and reverse by having the wire and doing this, and oh, okay, that makes sense. Now I know what's inside this little electrical box called a switch, called the double pole, double throw switch, right? So, all right, I will, um, I will see you guys soon. I will see you from Houston, Texas. And if you have any questions, let me know. Aurora at superchargedscience.com. For those of you who want me to be your teacher next year, Aurora at superchargedscience, no, pff, wait, website, www.superchargedscience.com slash easy. And we can get started today. I will see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.